Today on the Go for Bronze podcast, Ace witnesses the declining nature of society at the grocery store as only Florida can present it to him. Yoel enjoys Power Wash Simulator and decides to go outside for a uh, good old romp on the farm. We're all pretty stoked to hear what that was all about. In addition, the guys are going to talk about the latest PS5 patches, upcoming releases, and they will spend a few moments discussing the late, great Lance Reddick. For all that and more, here are the guys. Hello, and welcome to the Go for Bronze podcast episode 23. I am Joel Torres, and as always with me is Mark Ace Acevedo. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, sir. How are you doing this week? How are you hanging in I'm, there? I'm doing good. I, I mean, I'm doing excellent being inside. So I, I have here written something in the show notes about me encountering wild people at the grocery <laughs> store. I actually have some more to add to that, you know, after. So I Give guess we'll, details. We'll, yeah, we'll start there. So we know that Earth is a wild place. We live in <laughs> Florida, right? So Florida, man, you've heard about all this shit. I know you have anywhere that you're listening. You've seen the headlines. So... We'll start with today's event. Today's event, I was just going to go for a walk. Uh, it's a, it was nice, needed some sun. Was walking around for maybe like 20, 30 minutes. I have like a really nice area to walk around close to me. And, you know, I was, I was going to stay out and keep walking. I was like thinking, hey, you know, while I'm out, maybe I go walk. Maybe I go get a sandwich. Maybe I go get a coffee. Oh, well, you know, I'm feeling adventurous, right? <laughs> That all comes to a screeching halt when there's some super sunburnt ass guy who's just screaming and cursing at random people walking by, right? Nice. Now, this is a Florida special, so I see that and immediately I'm just like, I need safety. I need to go back home, right? (laughs) And so while I am passing this guy, he actually locks eye contact with me, takes his hat off and starts yelling, but I just didn't look at him and I just kept walking, right? Because that's just what you have to do. And so eventually I escaped him and I felt like it felt like in a stealth game when you there's like the attention meter above an enemy's head. <laughs> and it felt like the further away I got, like I could feel that the meter was going down because eventually You're I was safe. like, okay, I lost him. Yeah, it's fine. So I came back home. No big deal. On to the next story. The grocery store, right? Going to the grocery store, going to the bread aisle. Make this one a little bit more brief because you get the idea people are crazy. But I still got to be descriptive on the people themselves. Old guy, wolf jacket, wolf on the back of his like sweater, goes up to the Publix employee. Guy was not speaking English, right? I have no idea, no idea what this guy is saying. So I know that the Publix employee is probably like... I don't know what to say, what to respond. All I know is I looked at Liz and I was like, we got to get the fuck out of the bread aisle. <laughs> right? We got to get out of the bread aisle. Otherwise, this guy's going to try to talk to us. This is at uh, the Florida Classic Publix. What the fuck? Publix? Correct. I feel like Publix usually, that's like some Walmart shit. Like I've gone to multiple Walmarts and had a panic attack. That's the thing is this wasn't Walmart. So this is why I'm saying like, I feel like safety doesn't exist anymore. Not that, I mean, there's levels, right? I could go to like Fresh Market or Whole Foods, but yeah. then I'd be the crazy one in those stores. That's true. Yeah. So, you you want to be the least, well, you don't want to be the least, you want to, yeah. You want to, you don't want to be the bar, like the bottom line of craziness, you know? Yeah, that's true. You gotta, you gotta be scary enough that people stay away from you so you can have your comfort but not scary enough that you're a problem. Anyway, so there was this guy. So we're already avoiding him. We go to a different aisle. Now we're looking at granola. 
and we're looking at granola and this old guy comes right in front of us in between us and the granola and he looks at us and he says oh you know yeah, it's taking a, a long time you guys looking at a lot of options here you know they don't have this many options in a lot of the world and so me and liz don't really say anything we just kind of look at each other and then this guy's like y'all have a good evening now and <laughs> i got like kind of pissed i was like why did you even, why would you just walk up to some random people and say that <laughs> Like, I I was like, I can understand maybe if we're in, like, the beer section, right? Or something completely unnecessary. But, like, we're shopping for, like, oats and fucking peanuts. Like, they have this in other places. Like, you just came up here to be negative for no reason. But now, we have to finish our shopping avoiding both of these guys. That sounds lovely. I I love that the society is collapsing within Orlando, Florida, the country... In the world, because apparently just, the options are not available everywhere. Apparently the options are not available Ooh. everywhere. I was just like, they have grocery stores in other places. Like, I'm not saying that there's not food shortages, but like, homie, why did you walk up to us and just say that? Yeah, Mark's just, like, Fair, just go to the fucking, go to the Publix in the desert and get your fucking watermelon. Come on. But that's, right. like that, that's like that old people shit where like, you know, he's like, I got probably one foot in the grave. I don't even care what I say. I can't wait to get to that point in life because I already kind of semi feel like that a little bit sometimes. So then when I'm like full old man, and I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to be saying wild, crazy shit to people. Just be like, and I just laugh to myself. And sometimes yeah. you got you to make the, the yourself laugh. Put yourself first for once. That was, yeah. I mean, it was just a, a regular day turned into me just being like, I just want to have everything delivered. I don't even want to step outside. Yeah. But then, you know, sometimes those people I feel like are being fake Jeez. nice. Like they're trying to be overtly nice to like make, like make you feel shitty. Like they're not doing it for like any like actual positive good because they're not changing the world. Him mentioning that they don't have these options everywhere in the world didn't change the fact he ain't donating to nothing. He ain't shipping fucking cashews to fucking Guatemala. Like fucking do something, motherfucker. He's here too. Yeah, you, you here buying? too. Yeah, what are you what are you getting that you can't get everywhere? You fucking punk bitch. <laughs> what do you need to eat to live? You pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Peace. you should have just Peace. beat his ass honestly that's Peace. kind of like what that's what's happening here <laughs> our but society is crumbling i know that it looks like you did something a lot more wholesome i didn't do anything crazy either by the way i was just fucking grocery shopping but yeah you get anything good uh it was a pretty standard shopping you know i think liz sets up some excellent meals and grocery shopping our grocery shopping actually is very like fruits salads you know, like whole foods, like we don't buy a lot of like sweets or snacks and stuff like that. So it's good shopping You know, get our salmon, salmon selects. Important that oh, you wow. get the salmon with the skin pre-cut off of it because we don't that? like the way because I think to me, when you cook salmon with the skin on it, it has like a more, you know, quote unquote fishy taste to it. So if you cut the skin off before you cook it, it doesn't like have that same taste. It don't got that stank. Exactly. It doesn't have that stank on it. So we get it with the skin cut off. That's good to know, because I do like salmon, but then sometimes I feel like I have it and it's too fishy. Maybe it might be that whole skin scenario. Yeah, and then that's where you get the, when you like cut into the filet and towards the outside of the meat, it's like darker. I think that's mm-hmm. from the skin. And so if oh. you take the skin off, it's not like that. It actually is like a nice pink all the way through. Yeah, this is America, right? We we we're, we live in a circumcised society, so cut that skin <laughs> off. It was a it was a good grocery shopping. Besides that, though, got some good stuff. That's good. Besides the fact that your life was in danger three times, but it's that's okay. what I'm saying. I just I just feel I feel like 
Yeah, I don't I don't like that feeling of being like, now I've got to look out for this thing. This should be a safe place. And it sucks because when you're with your girl, when you're with Liz, when I'm with Pam, it's like, I have to die first, which sucks. Exactly. I'm like, I got to <laughs> talk to this guy, if anything. Yeah, like, I'm the one that is going to get stabbed with a fucking, like, rusty knife that has, like, tetanus in it. And I'm going to fucking get some viral disease and I'm going to die in 24 hours. But yeah. she's just going to call the cops and look at my corpse. And then that's just when you have to smile and say, baby, it was all for you. And then I'm going to be like, I fucking missed out on Resident <laughs> Evil 4. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's good. It's good shit. Yeah, I'm excited for Resident Evil. I am excited for Resident Evil 4 too. But um, before we get into the gaming stuff, what I did for the week, my fun, wholesome thing is I went to go to... Fuck, what was it? I forgot the name of the place. But it was something Cow Farms in Plant City, Florida. Uh, I was spending a weekend in Lakeland visiting my girlfriend and uh, we went to this cool little car, like a uh, like independent family owned farm. They had an assortment of farm animals. I was only expecting like Highland cows, which are basically like the fluffy cows, which were super, super cute. They varied in sizes. Some There was a few uh, cookies and cream cows that were like, you know, a little white with the spots of black. Then we had little baby cows with like tiny horns. But my favorite, what stole the show for me personally, was the goats. They had these Nigerian dwarf goats is what they're called because there's a special breed of goats like bred to go like be dwarfed. So they're small and they're like just like these super cute goats. And I honestly want to get a goat now. But then I realized they shed and then I was like, oh, fuck that shit. Goats are cool. I like goats. Yeah, goats. Goats are very cool. I don't know if you I don't know if you saw Pam's post, but they're cool. There was a goat. There's two goats that were on me. They were eating. I one had I had food in my hand and food in my like cup. But then the thing is, when I realized like you like you forget that they're wild animals because then they just like pushed off me like very aggressively. One of the goats had his like hoof in my stomach. I was like, "Fuck, I was like, you little bitch, that shit hurts." <laughs> yeah, but you can't do anything about it. Exactly, I couldn't do nothing. But then there's also alpacas, which were shaved down with mullets, which is kind of funny. And then mm-hmm. uh, we saw two donkeys, one named. Uh, Chiro and the other one named Queso. Slightly racist, but we're not, we're going to look past it because it's a farm of white people naming donkeys. <laughs> I feel like, like there could have been some better, like maybe synergy there. Queso and Chiro being like both food items, but not related kind of bothers me. It, I, I mean, I thought they were related in the fact that it's Mexican food. So I was like, oh, this is kind of like weirdly racist, but it's okay. Yeah, I guess that's true too. <laughs> I'm like, we're in the middle of their farm. <laughs> I'm not going to fuck around. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's there. Those are their. What animal was it again? It was a donkey. Oh yeah, those are their donkeys. And also, I never heard a donkey in real life. A fucking donkey sounds like a demon from hell when it starts doing. Like, oh yeah, it's terrifying. And I, and I didn't know they have donkeys to protect all the animals because it scares all the coyotes away. Yeah, and donkeys I, I will also break their necks. They know how to break necks. I didn't know that. So yeah, and then there were, the last animal we saw was a horse named Radar, who was a wild mustang. It was trained down, but um, other than that, it was just it was just a wholesome, fun time. Nobody was trying to murder us. We were just we were just enjoying life. Yeah, that's cool. It makes me think of we were at Disney not that long ago, and they have like you know in Animal Kingdom they have like a safari that you can go through. Yeah, and there's I don't remember the name of it, but there were certain cows there that had like these huge. Oh, horns. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, where like the blood circulates through their horns, mm-hmm. and th- those were really cool. It's 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 cool. I mean, I, I like animals. It's cool to see like all different kinds of animals. I never seen those fluffy cows until like I saw Pam posting about it. 
I didn't even know that was a thing either because there's a there's a set of there's like a cow farm that's kind of by where I live. I don't live in the sticks, by the way. It's just a ra- I mean, just we warm. live in Florida, so if anyone listening is outside of Florida, they think we live in like the Everglades anyway. That's what I'm saying. We live in society. We live in Orlando. The rest of Florida is what you think Florida is. But we live in a, <laughs> we li- we live in society. But there is a random farm. Basically, I think it's like an old fuck who's like fighting back against the realtor companies, being like, "I'm not selling <laughs> this farm. Fuck you." Yeah. And then, but he has cows there, and I love seeing them every time I come back. And then I saw that whole thing got set up because Pam always hears me talk about the baby cows. But yeah, the fluffy cows were nice. I would totally recommend go visiting your local cow farm. Yeah, go visit your local cow farm. And then, you know, is Joe is Joe ready by his mic? Because there was a momentous event that happened recently for Joe. I wanted to mention this at the top of the show. Yeah, there's a new family member of the. Oh, the, he, in, he's here. And uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm here. I'm back at the mic. I'm back at the mic. I don't even know if I can say it. It's uh, more well, somebody has to say it. Joe, yeah, you got somebody, it. Joe, that's, yeah. how, that's how the podcast works. Somebody has to say it. Radio oh, works. Yeah, so Joe that's got a true. PlayStation 5. Boom. That's right. I am part of the uh, I am part of the official club. Let's hear it for the applause. We're going to hear the applause. Well, we're point. hearing the applause Love, right lovely now. Applause. Love so applause. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, we yes. tried so hard. We, we finally got it to happen. Joe has a PS5. Yeah, um, this it's amazing. Okay, it's amazing. It's amazing. Now, you guys have told me before that just operating around the system was going to be a game changer, and it, it is. It is. The speed. The speed with which a game loads. The like transitions everything S- worth S- every penny D. they should make games exclusively for this console now oh it's, now they should do that now they should, huh? yeah. oh man i'm just very stoked the experience is great the controller feels so good the vibration is like targeted uh, like it's it's pretty it's, Where's i'm it targeted? very impressed yeah <laughs> what's that where is it targeted? Well, you know, so, depends on the game, I guess. Briefly, <laughs> briefly mentioning it, just because you're talking about like games not being held back by being cross, but cross generational. Did you guys see that uh, Factions is supposed to be PS4 also? I did uh, hear about that. Sadly, I saw so that I, they were Naughty Dog's hiring for what PlayStation Four software development, and that just kind of hints at Factions. Yeah, so I didn't have that kind of written in here anywhere, but I feel like Joe just kind of tossed that up as a good alley-oop. Yeah, I I don't... I think it's... I like factions I just never considered being like, that'll be PS4 also. I was like, that is... We're... I think we knew that in Sony's eyes, God of War Ragnarok was like the last launch title-ish that they had in that first wave that they wanted to get out. So I just thought from here on out, it was like, you know, we're going to do... Our first-party games are going to be PS5. Well, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I would imagine that that would happen. It's a completely different, uh, different build, isn't it? You were telling me that they run on you know HDDs uh, for the PS4. Yeah, the loading they, is completely different. Like the reason why, and mm-hmm. we're, I would mm-hmm. say we're minor to medium techie, right? So if somebody's like, "Oh, well, that's not how it works," great. Feel free to comment and let us know. But from what I understand, <laughs> PlayStation Five, PlayStation Five speed. <laughs> comes from the SSD and how quickly it is to retrieve something from the SSD and load it in rather yes. than an from HDD. Super small yes. dick. From the HDD, <laughs> which is what they used on PS4, which would be much slower to load the files in. And that's that's where you have like 
having bigger file sizes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you're pretty much spot on with that. Like if you've used an external hard drive, uh, you know, I have a terabyte. That's the size of a credit card. That's an SSD. It's fast enough for me to edit video footage that lives on the hard drive. So it is a completely different ball game. But they do have so many PlayStation 4s that are still out there in circulation. And they already have, especially at first party studios, like, you know, the production hardware. I would I would think that if you were going to set up a new game studio, you'd probably only focus on the new consoles. But some spreadsheet somewhere is telling them they can make some money by still, you know, making these other games. Well, they I can definitely. Of, oh, go ahead. My bad. I was going to say, I just, I just think still that a lot of people are playing on PS4. I think that will change by the end of this year, just because now PlayStation five is readily available. But for the last two years, I'm pretty sure Sony's seen their numbers where it's like, fuck, we still probably have like, I would say probably anywhere from like 50 to like 60 million active users on PS4. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think that they, they see that there is a lot of, it's, it's not for us. I don't think for us, it's about like the, how many people you're going to get in the door. It's just, you're not going to be wowed if they are limited in what they're making. Like an example of the just kind of what it means for loading times and how important it is. Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2018 is a great example where the speed at which Spider-Man goes is determined by how fast they could load it in. So he's capped at the speed at which they can load in the map in front of you. So we don't know what Spider-Man 2 will look like, right? For example, if Spider-Man 2, you know, at the moment, PlayStation 5 only, um, or is it? I don't even know because they might just come out of nowhere and be like, "It's PS4 too." Well, I, mean, I believe the general consensus is that we are wishing and thinking that it's PlayStation Five. They have never—I don't think they specified and ever said PlayStation Five only. So they're keeping that card close to the vest. If it turns out it's PS4, that would be fucking devastating. I guess but, in in what way do you feel that having a PS4 version is limiting to the PS5 version? Is it just the reallocation of resources to well, make so, the build? For example, for example, think about I your would imagine baseline's lower. Yeah, your baseline. So just think about like almost anything. Like if you have in mind a crazy set piece, and you're like, oh, I want to make this. I don't know. I, I want this whole city to be like going underwater and this building is going to collapse. Well, you're no longer thinking about how you can push the PS5 to its limits. You're thinking about, okay, what is the, the max, limit that this I will see. run on PS4? And then we'll just make it prettier and load faster on PS5. But you're not getting something like built just for the PS5. You want the PS5 pushed to its limits, not the PS4. And I feel like that ultimately affects game design and why like a lot of games still feel kind of samey. Yeah, I would agree. Can, yeah, you know what? I can see that. Because you know, also, if you think about you know. like Returnal as an example, Returnal doesn't feel like a PS4 game at all. Now it is like a unique game in its own right just because it is very unique, but it just doesn't feel like a PS4 game at all. Okay. Um, well, actually, I have uh, our first ever listener question that ties right into this topic. Um, this writer came, that wrote in, their uh, username is The Last Daddy, and they wrote to us, Hey, boys, with recent rumors swirling around about a PS5 Pro, do you think the half-step console upgrade will work this generation? And have you played a game that's truly felt next-gen this generation? Well, yeah, I guess I already semi-answered that by... And thank you for writing. And I guess I already semi-answered that by saying Returnal as one. And if it will work or not work, 
To be honest, I feel like I got to flip this over to you because I never got a pro console to begin with. You did have a PlayStation 4 Pro. So mm-hmm. I feel like you're more equipped to speak on how a refresh would feel. And like, how did it feel for you on PS4? So I got a launch PS4. Like I got my PS4 the day that it came out and I kind of felt, and we would always joke about this when we played war, my PS and everybody knows the infamous meme of the PS4 sounding like a jet engine, but mine was like, you know, ridiculously hard. You think about me and Mark use our PS4 probably way more than like the average gamer with how many hours we're clocking in, not only just passively streaming, but playing games. So I just felt like my PS4 was kind of getting worn down. I wanted to get a new controller. And then so the PlayStation 4 Pro bundle for Spider-Man came out. And I was like, oh, I want that cool. I never had a special edition console. So I was like, I want to get that. So then I got the PlayStation 4 Pro with Spider-Man. And uh, as soon as you start playing it and like using it, you're like, oh, shit. Like this is like everything's so much faster. Everything's so much nicer. The games. That was the first time I was really diving into fidelity modes because on PlayStation 4 Pro. They were like specific patches that you can do, you know, 4K. Also, PlayStation 4 Pro was the only way to get 4K gaming back then on the PlayStation 4 generation. The original hardware did not have 4K capability. So it was, uh, I feel like that upgrade was, I know it was downplayed because it's just like a half half upgrade in the console generation. But I def- definitely felt like a difference playing on the Pro. And I didn't feel... I didn't feel that left behind when the PlayStation 5 initially came out because I did get mine a little bit later. I think I got it in February of the release window. Um, so I didn't, I didn't feel that behind just because my 4, my 4 Pro ran perfectly fine. Yeah. And so, you, and you know, it's interesting because I know like one of the big kind of ticket items for the Pro was that 4K was now possible. And mm-hmm. you didn't have a 4K TV at the time. I didn't, but I cared about the 60 frames. Yeah, so I was able so, to run certain things at 60 frames. I I think that the I don't know it necessarily. So like will it work or like will the pro I don't know what the pro would have to do to be a substantial jump forward. I think that I think that as long as they're making games that are cross like cross gen, then I almost feel like a pro. Like why why would you even have a pro? Like you're not even pushing the base PS5 to its limit. So, yeah, I mean, I, that's that's why I think also when they tied in, like, what's a game that's really felt next gen? I don't I mean, I think Returnal is a good answer, but I don't know. I still kind of don't haven't had that wild next gen moment. And I think because it's a lot more subtle. I think when you go back to PlayStation 4 and you're like, oh, shit, this is so fucking slow. And the way the games, how many loading screens are and stuff like that. So I think it's kind of just more of a subtle thing in terms of feeling the like the next gen changes. Um, I do think that the. I don't know how I feel about a five pro just because it feels a little shitty because now people can finally buy a PlayStation five and they're going to tell you. And like the rumor was that apparently in 2024 is when the pro model should be coming out. And then that, that by the end of this year, we're going to get the slim redesign of the PlayStation five. And then the, well, we, I think we, we did, did we cover about the new um, console? The PlayStation six was rumored to be released in 28. I think we covered yeah, that. I think we did. If we didn't cover it on the base, we might have covered that in practice sessions. The oh, locked okay. away sealed vaulted episodes for uh we'll do that on our fifth fifth hundredth episode, we'll release those. But if we didn't talk about it on the live episodes, I, yeah, like you're saying, it was just kind of like in some financial documents where they were saying PlayStation six no earlier than like twenty twenty eight, correct? Yeah. So 
when I, when you think about that, it's like, I don't know how much a five pro would really work just because it would have to be something super boutique. And I think so expensive that it would be kind of dumb for them to release like a $700 console, or something crazy like that. And then at that point, it's like, why would I not just get a PlayStation six? Yeah. I think if they make, if they do it within the next two years, and they just limit their production of it, I think for them it could still be successful. It's the way I would think of like the DualSense Edge versus the regular DualSense controller. You don't really need it, but like it's cool to have and you know someone is going to buy it. Yeah. I mean, I would I would definitely be interested as somebody who had a four, uh, PlayStation 4 Pro and like really did enjoy the experience of getting the, you know, the 0.5 version of the console. For me though, it's just I feel like they have to hold back even if they're ready to release it just because they are asking you, Sony's asking you now for 550 for PlayStation VR 2. And the console is now just becoming readily available and has increased in most regions outside of the United States. It's like you can't release something newer that's more expensive right now because I think it's just a bad PR move. So they're kind of stuck in a weird spot where they may have to like release this so close to the PlayStation 6 that people might feel burned when the PS6 comes out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. And again, these things are, you know, just to say what we're all kind of thinking, it's harder to even time these out or think about it when we have no clue about the games. That's another thing too. We're talking about we're already talking about PS6 and I feel like we haven't even had an a, like a solid roster of PS5 first party games. I agree. I don't think there's been in the in the first party besides Returnal, I don't consider any of the games like this was their PS5 game. These are like mm-hmm. games that were Built for both, came to PS5 with some bells and whistles, but also were all pushed back. So theoretically, like would have come out earlier if they had, if like, you know, the world didn't happen. So <laughs> I think that, yeah, there's like no other way of saying that. But we need to know what we're going to get into, which we might have some kind of time frame, which we'll talk about in the show later of where we might actually see like a, a showcase from PlayStation or or something like that because yeah we just need to to kind of know some like new information yeah i agree it's all it's all kind of a wait and see which has kind of been this the same story with sony for a while but um why don't we hop into what we've been playing and then we can get into the good old news yeah so what we've been playing so i actually didn't have it on here because i wanted it to be a surprise but i saw that you put it on here stubs the zombie is fucking awesome isn't it fuck yes thank you stubs the zombie is so good yes i'm so glad that you said that i fucking used to love i'm I'm gonna steal a second then you can talk about it i used to play this game on the xbox the original xbox i know boohoo whatever go fucking fuck yourself but i used to play it on the original xbox uh, my friend Austin, my childhood friend Austin, had an original Xbox and this game, and I wasn't able to play like rated M games because I feel like when you're the firstborn, your parents are more strict with that bullshit. Then as you know, teeter off, they care less. Yeah, I started so, on Mortal Kombat as the youngest. Yeah, you're the youngest. You played Mortal Kombat at eight. That's just kind of how it works. So they tried to make sure like I can only play teen games. But then fucking this game is so funny. It I feel like it has great pacing. The concept is so kind of like unique. It's like such a such a great game. I'm so glad that you actually like it. Yeah, it and is. Played it. It's so great. I didn't know what to expect. I knew that I knew that it was an Xbox game and not like in any bad way. I just knew it was an Xbox game from that era and it's a zombie game. So I thought in my head like, okay, you're going to be playing as a zombie, probably walking around, like biting people. But I was thinking more of like an open world kind of setting. And I couldn't be more happy to be incorrect in the fact that they're like these 
levels that give you really interesting like scenarios to go through but it's also really funny like you said and it's got like a nice backdrop of like kind of 50s 60s kind of diner like future kind of like like, retro futuristic vibe yeah it's i mean it's really great like i I, I don't really know another way to describe it other than I started playing it being like, huh, what's this? And then after like the first level, I was like, this shit is awesome. I'm fucking so happy that you actually like this. Yeah, that that Stubbs and Zombies I recently just purchased. It's a very much like a nostalgic childhood memory. It, I put that in like Destroy Humans, like in the same category of like, I know that these games are not mechanically perfect. It's not the, you know, the great storytelling that we see from necessarily the Sony first party, but it's just, like unadulterated fun and like dumb video game. This like you can tell when they were making subs a zombie, they're like, all right, we're going to make a game where you play as a zombie. And you're going to just destroy this whole like perfect town. Now let's just set up pieces in between that happening. Cause yeah. it's just like a one man wrecking crew. And it's amazing. It is really good. Very, very good. And then besides that I played, so I tried Chia for a little bit on Chia. that was a day one release on PlayStation plus extra. I I mean, I don't want to be like overly harsh, but I don't think it's a good game. I think that based on what I played, it kind of cements that idea slash conspiracy that like the games that are going to get put onto services as day one are normally not that good because they're kind of hedging their like risks by just getting a bag from one of these services instead of having to just see how they fare based off sales. So I played about 30 minutes of it. technically not very good um a lot of like frame drops even though it's a like kind of cartoonish styled game if you turn motion blur off on this game your eyes will bleed it looks awful when you turn motion blur off and then does motion blur make games look bad not well there are some situations right like callisto protocol is an example where i thought motion blur was bad so i turned it off and then it looked great but I'm saying in this game, when you turn motion blur off, it looks like worse. Like it like looks That's uncomfortably. It's usually the other way around. Exactly. It's usually the other way around. But also, this game was kind of shown as what well, how would you describe it? It's like how would you describe what you saw in the trailer? It looks like Island Girl Breath of the Wild. Okay. Yeah. So it is that. But Island Girl. It is that, <laughs> but like super Breath of the Wild. Like down oh, really? to a T. Like you've got your stamina climbing rocks, you've got your like glider with your little bar that goes down and then it like falls. There's also like a villain that's like a main villain and you like fight enemies. And I was like, okay, I didn't see that, but it makes me like super uninterested because I'm like, there's you can still like, you know, take over animals and I guess there's that like creative aspect to it. But I was like, I don't really want to play like a significantly worse version of like Breath of the Wild. Like I could just play that. Damn, that's rough. But then also, it's got that stray syndrome. I looked online and people are like, this is really good. And I was like, no, it's not. I, saw it. I think it has... I, last time I checked, I'm going to double check right now, but last time I checked, it had a uh, like an 80 on Metacritic. Yeah, so. I saw that. And I was like, how though? Like, is it just because it's free that people are like, it's good? I think that, honestly, that's, uh, that's something that we're noticing with all the recent, even Game Pass Day 1 games, is that they just tend to get better reviews because... People view them as free games, so they hold them to a lower standard, which is fucking dumb. Yeah, because I was like, objectively, this is not very good. Now, I think the story behind it, right, is nice. I know that it's like made by a small team and it's based on an island that like 
doesn't really get a lot of publicity and the language in the game is like the original language with subtitles. All of that is great. That's very cool. However, when you start the game with that, maybe this is just me being like some kind of prick, but they start the game being like, this is made by a small team. I feel like you're asking me to take it easy on the game. I think that's kind of okay. So it's currently sitting at a 78, but still not, not a bad bad. Metacritic at all. No, like I think like basically if this was made by, I don't know, a different team, I was like a, like a known team, it would probably get Mm -hmm. ripped to shreds. Because there's more expectations. It's that first game kind of like, oh, well, they're trying. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I do that too, personally. I feel like I've done that. Excuse me. I've done that with Atomic Heart. Well, where I've kind of like, but I guess you can say Atomic Heart's more ambitious. But Atomic Heart is more ambitious. You paid for it and they didn't ask you to be nice to them. That's true. They didn't ask me to be nice that's to them. That's what I'm saying. That's what I, They're technically the enemy too. They're Russian developers. Oh my so God. But that's... that's I, they were expecting hate to begin with. I'm saying, yeah, it was the it was the like asking for. I'm like, let me decide, you know. Yeah, but no, it, I was playing that. It's okay, and so then I was I wanted to play something else that was on plus. So I was like, okay, we got the new, we got the new classics on premium, but they are. I was went to Ridge Racer, and Ridge Racer doesn't have trophies because it's a Namco game. So that stunk. But Bastards. then I I played an hour of Legend of Dragoon. And I think it's got a lot of charm to it, but damn is like it. I know it's an old game, right? But like it just sometimes you forget like how ugly some of these PS1 games are. <laughs> like it's basically what I'm trying to say. Like I think it, I was I remind I was very uh, I'm reminded. I quickly remembered when I started playing Siphon Filter and I was like, Jesus Christ, this looks like ass. Yeah, it's like hard to take the characters serious when they look like that. Yeah, no, no, no. It is bad. But shout out Dragon uh, Legend of Dragon. I do believe that's the first game that uh, Shuhei Yoshida uh, produced. And it for the is, first party. It does seem. I, I think it's a game I will. I will stick with. It does. I mean, it seems good, right? It doesn't seem like anything like amazing, but it seems fun. It has trophies. The trophy list isn't anything too crazy. It's like look for some collectibles, but you don't have to get all of them. And then most of the trophies are just completion based. There's only like one or two that are technically missable. But my thing is, too, is that I I don't this can't just be me. If like that Ridge Racer game, I'm now not going to play because there's no trophies. It's very I literally downloaded it and then I saw I had no trophies and I was like, well, I'm going to delete this because I'm not going to have fun and like waste like five hours. And granted, people may be listening to this and they're like, you guys are fucking crazy. If you like the game, play the game. We're broken, all right? I need fucking trophies. I need proof that I beat games. And I need proof that I did everything I can in games. And that's just that's just something. The meta game is just as fun as the games as their, themselves. I would agree. I think that we are broken. But I also <laughs> think that there also comes some kind of expectation in my mind where it's standard that a PlayStation it's game has trophies. So... I know that I might not be buying these games piece by piece, but if I bought a game and it didn't have trophies, I mean, there oh. would be hell to pay. But yeah. because it's a subscription service and like their classic games, it's like, oh, but they well, do you sell know. them. But they do sell them. You're right. I don't. That's the thing. They've got to. There's got to be some uniformity where like if you can do it on some, then we know it can be done. So you just got to you just got to do it. They don't have to be. I think. I would assume the reason why a lot of the classic games trophies are really easy to earn is because they don't want to make trophies that are tough to track, which is fine. 
Go ahead and put those easy trophies in. Beat the game, and that's a bunch of trophies. It's just but it's a little aren't... disappointing because you wish they put a little bit more TLC. And granted, is it good that as a bare minimum they have trophy lists? They're like basic. The platinum is basically like complete the game for most of these. But also, it kind of just shows you how little care they're putting into this. That they're just kind of just shitting this out. I would say it depends game by game. Oh, like for Legend of Dragoon, like at least, you know, every trophy has a unique image and stuff like that. And so when I see that, I'm like, I think that's care. But there are other examples where I'm not like that. Okay. So it is I mean, yeah. it is piece by piece. But I, I just think that like you just just get trophies in there. Yeah. So I actually have a great uh, listener inquiry. That's all that kind of ties into this it is written in from our boy Demon Skies 001. He said, hey, guys. With uh, Chia being day one on PS Plus, just wondered your guys' read on the subscription service as a whole. PS, Mark Ace is my favorite. I appreciate that. I, well, I like the service. I think that, I think that for people who are newer in like, for Joe, for example, if Joe gets PlayStation Plus extra, he doesn't have to get premium, but if he gets extra, he'll have so much to play. And I mean, for us, it's nice because it kind of fills in the gaps of what we haven't purchased. But, but it almost it feels a little useless for us. It, I would say a little bit. I always try <laughs> to play something that is offered from there. But mm-hmm. what I will say is the way when I play Chia, Chia makes me worried for Meet Your Maker next month is basically how I feel now. I feel I like that game feels good. Like it yeah. just if it feels good, that'd be enough. <laughs> I agree, but it just makes me because the day one releases now in total would be Chia, Meet Your Maker next month, Stray was a day one, and then Shadow Warrior three. The PS Now is a throwback. Yeah, and P- and Shadow Warrior three, I'm biased because I like that franchise, but it's a good game. It's not like a great game, and it was Str- reviewed the weakest out of the three Shadow Warrior games. I think so. it is the weakest as well. Like I still enjoyed it, but I do think it's the weakest. Stray, I mean, I liked it. But I don't understand the kind of like game of the year inclusion that was going around with that. And then Meet Your Maker, we'll see. But Chia, like, I'm curious, like, if you download Chia, what you would think. Like, it was a like 10, 15 minutes and I'm out kind of thing. So I'm definitely going to try. I mean, actually, I'm I'm not going to lie. Also, I did look up Stray's Metacritic. It's sitting at an 83, so it's probably the highest day one game okay. so far. And 83 is not like crazy high. I think an 80, I think fucking most developers would kill for an 83 but where yeah i know that's that's true but i think i think that's solid for what it is but from what from what you sound like it it doesn't necessarily sound like when you describe a game and granted numbers are fucking meaningless and but you know what you you get what i'm saying where when when you were talking about it you felt like you're more in the 70 75 range yeah like it's a good game but like is it really great yeah so I can see like the the you know the Game Pass Plus the little the little PlayStation Plus boost that comes with the games being released there people look at them more favorably because they're free in quotes. Yeah, that that's that's true. But I and besides that, let's see. So I've been playing uh, Outer Worlds. Outer. Oh, Ooh. also, thank you for the right answer. Yeah. Did what is your pulse on, on the subscription service? I almost just completely blew by that. It's okay. It's okay. We're all good. But um. It's the first time I have a question. They're all learning how to handle it. But uh, for me, PlayStation Plus, it like I said, it's kind of like what I, I felt like I said it in that first sentence when we were talking about it. It is a useless for us. I think 
if you genuinely think about it, we probably own we own probably eighty five to ninety percent of whatever we want to actually play. And then PlayStation Plus was like that weird indie shit that you don't want to spend twenty thirty dollars on. They're like, oh, that shit's on Plus. Let me try it out. And you're like, oh, thank God I didn't spend twenty thirty dollars. That game fucking sucked. But like for Joe. Or for like anybody who's more casual in the games and isn't buying games at like an excessive clip, like I like like I probably would say my game purchases are like one point five a month average, which is fucking a lot for most people. Yeah, I, I would say, I, I mean, it would depend month to month, but I would say I'm probably slightly over that. I feel like I buy like maybe two or three a month, and that's and you buy the littler games too. Yeah, like you bought Narco and stuff like that, so. For us, I don't know. It, it feels like a little useless. It is nice to have the backlog of like the PlayStation 1 classics. I just wish that if they delivered more on that premiere tier, it would feel like a lot more like I would get a lot more of my money's worth from it. Because like from the extra, I was never really expecting much. Maybe a game here or two, but that's so far and few between because we just buy whatever we want. But uh, I wish they would just make the premium tier. Put a little love into that. Make that a cool thing. I, I will say, yeah, I still... I. I will probably I will stay subscribed to it because I do like it and I definitely play stuff from all tiers because I like make an effort to like look at stuff that's on all of them. But what I will say is if you're somebody who isn't like necessarily tuned in, and when I mean tuned in, right? So when you listen to us here and we talk about like the PlayStation Stars campaigns and I'm like, hey, if you wait until the end of the month, that's fun. Those games that are on those lists are probably going to go on sale, right? So Joel picked up Power Wash Simulator on sale. So it went on sale and it was on the list, mm-hmm. right? I saw, so the games that are on that came to extra, I would be fucking pissed if I bought one of these games and then the next week it's on extra. So I just wanted to say this last week on sale, Life is Strange True Colors, Immortals Phoenix, Rainbow Six Extraction. Are you seeing a trend? Everything that mm-hmm. they were going to put on it was on sale last week. So if you bought it last week, you look like a fucking idiot now. That's also maybe a little we can play the meta game. So okay, what's on sale this month? Is it going to be part of the next thing of plus? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't like those games. I didn't like how how many of them I saw transition over to it. But one thing I will say is the premium games, at least like the PlayStation One classics, I probably wouldn't buy any of them. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that those are offered with the service. That's honestly that's why I was like I wish they would just put more love into that because I would use that because I don't think I would spend like you know even though it's not that much I mean they're like what ten bucks fifteen bucks or not what are you crazy, gonna, but you had to spend ten fifteen bucks to be like damn this shit's old that's exactly why I think it it could make more sense being in just a premium tier and that could also just make more sense just having two tiers I feel like have your plus extra premium whatever and then just essential I think the three tiers is a little confusing as well. Yeah, I agree with that. But it's a it's a work in progress. And I think that overall, I'm happy that it exists. But I'm also in the minority that I always had PlayStation Now subscribed to the max tier. So when they did kind of switch over and nothing, love a service, nothing even changed for me. I just like to be like, you know, give PlayStation all my cash. I like to feel <laughs> like I'm giving I like to feel like I'm getting everything out of what they offer service wise. Yeah, fully like exactly. Like we're dedicated to one console space. It's not like we have fucking Game Pass. I mean, this the Switch one is like so but, cheap. It's well, fucking. But I don't have deal. the Switch Plus one. I have the Switch uh-huh. Online. I don't have fucking online expansion plus for Sega Genesis. I thought you games. did to get the Mario Kart tracks. No, I just bought those. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, so, exactly. so I saw that they were offered on that, mm-hmm. but then. 
You have to stay subscribed. That's the thing. And it's that math thing where remember also when Last of Us on HBO was coming out, I was like, these motherfuckers made it nine episodes. So you have to stay subscribed for three months. I know that they're that these companies are doing these marketing things. So with Mario Kart, I did the math of like, okay, well, they're going to do eight waves over this period of time. Is it going to cost me more to be subscribed or just buy it on its own? And it would cost me way more if I was subscribed, even though they're like, oh, but it's included. Nah, fuck that. I'll just buy it because that's kind of like one of the only games I come back to my Switch to play. And so it's 25, but like just 25 for like a ton of courses that I'm going to play over the course of a couple of years. No biggie. Yeah, I think I think, yeah, we're slowly learning that these subscription services don't necessarily work for games just because games are a different type of medium. They're not like I mean, they could they're they're trying to make games kind of like transitional and like very like uh quick you just kind of dispose of them you play the first two three hours of everything but don't actually finish anything and i think the way most gamers game the most game the way the the way that most gamers that game that would actually be subscribed to a service probably want to spend more individual time with a game than like trying a bunch of different games yeah i i would think so and it's that it's just that kind of thing too where even if you're hopping into like those little games you don't you don't enjoy and yet, are you like you're not going to finish them and we see that with like trophies and that'll probably continue to be a trend but also with subscription services like in general not really working it's kind of similar to how we talk about like live service games you can kind of only have one like you might mm-hmm. have playstation all the way max but like you're not going to have a fucking game pass and this you, what it would be the point of that you never you finish never anything time to play those games and you would never play anything great you would just play a ton of good to mediocre games and that's the thing too is that you become people like wrap their whole identity around like game pass and maybe not plus as much because i think playstation gamers are different in terms of like the way sony is like you buy your games and that's it because like, yeah, the way game even the, i was just gonna say even the even the playstation games don't like launch on plus so it, exactly but the way game passes people like cape for these games and like they make them part of their identity and it's like you're not even playing what you like you're just playing what's being offered to you like you're not even making your own fucking decisions. Yeah, that's true. I wonder. Yeah, that like, how does that affect your excitement? Because you're just like, well, I'll get everything. So I play whatever Microsoft tells me to play. Yeah, I mean, I'm very list oriented, and like, I want to do all the campaigns and play kind of, I guess, what I'm being told to play. But it, I won't buy something if I don't think it looks good. That's true. And Power Wash Simulator is fucking fantastic. I'm so glad for the PlayStation campaign that forced me to finally buy that. But such a calming and soothing game. Just just clean it. It's exactly what you think it is. Just very detailed, very realistic. You just fucking power wash in that way. Yeah, it looked excellent. I, I, I knew that it's like, you know, simulator type of game. But when I was watching you play it and you're like changing all the nozzles and stuff like that, I was like, oh, this is really like in detail. And you get more soaps too for specific materials, so it's very exciting. But um, other than that, I well, obviously we talked a little bit about Stubbs and Zombies. Did we talk about NBA Two K Playgrounds last week? We didn't. I actually forgot when I was writing <laughs> what I was playing to talk about this, but this game is fantastic. Yeah, this is fucking awesome. We've we actually recently just streamed it uh, last week. You can see that on the Go for Bronze Twitch or ace nighthawk gaming twitch to see mark side well it's yes. both of us we see both the same image i think right? currently at the moment if you want to see it 
come over to Ace Nighthawk's side. On Go for Bronze, I still have to activate uh, archived streams. So when those okay. streams end, they don't stay there, but on mine, they do. Regardless, you can go to our YouTubes too to see some clips from it. That We, we had some crazy moments where we got really, really loud. <laughs> and uh, actually, for like the first time in a while, Liz was like, can you please be a little more quiet? Because I was just screaming. That shit was, was so fun, though. It was so good. But yeah, it's basically NBA... Like, pro, is it, was it Pro NBA Street? Street. What was it called? NBA Street, Street is Need for Speed. Pro Street, Need for Speed. Wow. I'm fucking, it's all merging in my mind. But yeah, it's basically like NBA Street. It's fantastic. Has modern player, has classic players, has card packs. Mark's been recently getting into cards. So it's just kind of, it's really just a lot of synergy going on with the NBA. We're back in basketball. Yeah, we're back in basketball. It's so it's so exciting to see that like the way yeah, the way you get players is you open these packs and you don't spend real money on them. It's it's you get points in game and I fairly. I fairly and I love the way that they don't really limit how you play. Like me and Joel can play together co-op online against two people or you can play four players against each other or two teams one-on-one, you know, and it it's just really good like it's really just a fun game and yeah like he was saying with the basketball good synergy actually when i i went over to his place recently and i had actually just hit a card shop on the way over so i was opening real life basketball cards while we were playing that just a great you know getting the crack rock in all veins is really good it's good shit good shit and then the last thing that i've been playing uh i started up my dead space impossible run last trophy i need to secure that platinum will i get it done before re4 most likely not, but let's let's hope we can do that. Yeah, I, I think I got to keep playing Dead Space. I, I got to keep playing a lot of things. I mean, <laughs> you play what you want. You you play Chia and you have fun with Chia. But I, you know, you know me. I'm something that is very char- characteristic of me is there are games that I will play for years in the background. Another one that mm-hmm. I didn't actually even mention, but Yakuza Zero. I'm still you know playing that in the background getting my doing all the missables uh stuff so i can get to 100 percent before i move on the way that i'm operating with yakuza now because i want to play them in order is i'm trying to do a a normal difficulty 100 percent run of each of them and then when i am like completely caught up and done with the series then i would go back and do the legend playthrough and then just hit the platinums on them but Ooh, I don't want to okay. stick with them for the legend because then I'd probably hate the games and I would never finish them. But I think if I do mm-hmm. normal, follow kind of a guide and get the full experience and then move on and then come back, I think I'll just I think that'll be a nice pace for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm I've been trying to beat them in order. I beat the first two and I'm currently on three. But uh, I mean, yeah, Yakuza, you can never go wrong with it. It's just it's fantastic, fantastic yeah. world, fantastic characters. And I love that you get the distractions are so good. Like in zero right now, I've been doing the, the pocket circuit races for like the past. That shit's week. hard. It is. Yeah. Like getting the right parts and what's going to keep you on the track. And it's and of course, one of the best parts about Yakuza is the kind of characters and like side quests that you do. Just like the people that come up to me that I'm trying to race. It's like little kids. And it's just, <laughs> it's really, really fun. There's a special magic with Yakuza that I've never honestly seen replicated in the game. Yeah, neither have I. It it really is one of a kind. One thousand percent. But um, that, that's I think that's covered everything we've we've played. Before we move on, okay. I actually just wanted to say the closest thing to the Yakuza magic is Shenmue, and it is say. because the you know Yakuza is made by people who made Shenmue. But I will say Shenmue does have that magic. One and two, not three. <laughs> not three but one and two do have that magic 
Yeah, I'm definitely gonna. I would have to. I have to play those games. I never think you'd like them. They're old, right? You know, but they're still mm-hmm. fun. They're not like too old. Yeah, that's definitely one a year. I've, this summertime looks like it's gonna be light, and it looks like I'm gonna be able to catch up on. You don't think so? Uh-uh, summertime ain't gonna be light. We're gonna talk about that. All right, well, June we'll is f- full. Let's, let's talk about it. All right, so let's just get into it, right? Let's get into it proper. Let's get into the news stories. Starting off number one with the heat that everyone wants to know about Spider-Man 2. So Spider-Man 2 voice actor says it's coming in September. Tony Todd, who is the voice actor behind Venom in Spider-Man 2, posted a picture of himself working in the mocap dome on Twitter. And basically, there was a fan that kind of just said like, hey, like I'm really excited for this. Curious about details. To which Tony Todd responded, and this is a quote. He said, looks like September. Massive publicity coming in August. Commercials start dropping in August, so I'm told. And then he basically continues on to just say, like, super excited, hold on to your butts, something like that. Mm -hmm. Now, September does seem like something that we could have guessed based on just insomniac saying that it's gonna it's still gonna be 2023 so we know it's gonna be fall september means that it would be going head to head against starfield which also I'm say september 6th is probably when it should be released yeah which also makes sense the kind of almost more interesting thing i got from this or wanted to discuss is the fact that he said massive publicity coming in august now he says commercials start dropping in august but i'm wondering if august is when we're gonna get the playstation showcase damn that's a little that's a little more further out than i would want it to be but maybe i agree it's just that massive publicity doesn't just sound like commercial start massive publicity sounds like if it's not a showcase then maybe they just do a state of play but if they're doing a state of play on it i still feel like state of play like the month before is like i don't know i really, feel like they've done that i feel yeah. like they did that with ghost and um but we've never with, but we've go, never seen anything of spider-man too so I think the way it's going to play out is there's going to be a showcase, hopefully in the summertime, in July, anywhere from May to July. First, first half of July after like once it's like your birthday, my dad's birthday, if they ain't having a showcase, they ain't going to do it this year. But um, so that like time window, they're going to have a showcase. And then from there, they may be like, if you want to hear more about Spider-Man 2, we have a state of play scheduled for August. Yeah, I don't think like I don't think. Because if they have a showcase, as much as I would love to see uh, Spider-Man Two in there, I feel like that'd be a big waste of our time. Because the showcase we want wants we want to see games that we don't know about. I think that's definitely true. I think that if they were going to do a showcase though, and they either started it or end it, I think you can't have Spider-Man be in the middle. But if you do it at the start or the end, I think it would be okay. Only because we haven't actually start. seen it. I don't that. want it to be the end. No, you don't want it to be the end. But I'm saying like that's not like Suicide Squad ending it. You know what I mean? I mean? Because it's a good game. Well, that's what I'm saying, and because we haven't seen it, because yeah. we, I mean, we've seen teasers for it, but we haven't seen like a fully fledged. What does it actually look like? So I agree. I mean, if I if I had, I would like it to not be the closer, or even mm-hmm. this, I, I think I would like it to be an opener. I don't think it would be good in the middle because I still think it's a huge game, and they have to acknowledge that. But I do think they have to also acknowledge that since we know about it, they should probably end with some different kind of heat. I agree that I think summertime, early summertime is probably a good time to do it. I think August would be a little bit late because if they do it in August, then we know that like summertime, we're not getting shit. Not that we think we're getting anything, but we like know for sure that we wouldn't be. And I will say 
just in the sense of like how long we've been waiting. I know I called it before and it was like we didn't know for sure. I'm doubling down. I don't think we're getting factions this year. I never thought it was going to be a 2023 game. But if this is going to be their fall game, I know it's not coming out this year. I feel like I I think you're, what you're saying is correct. Your head is right. And, and what's it called? My, my head is there too. But my heart, I want factions this well, year. I want so I'm going to so I'm going to manifest it into being a November release. It seems like it's perfect. They want I feel like that's what they want to do. They want to release Spider-Man late summer, early fall. You know, the kids are going back to school. You grab Spider-Man 2 with you on the way to school. You fucking hate class. You come back home, play Spider-Man 2, escape the world. Then in November, you know, the big there's not well what what's going on with Call of Duty? We're getting we standalone or release? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. We're going to be paying $70 for something. We're paying $70 for something, but apparently if it if it goes to according to plans, no major Call of Duty release, perfect window for a big multiplayer game like Factions to be released in November. I Just saying. would love to agree. My only thing is, is that I don't remember the last time Sony released two big games, like even within kind of the same season. Gran Turismo 7 and Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, but Gran Turismo 7, I would argue, is not a big game in like a lot of people's eyes. I'm saying they've done it actually recently. That's how they've released the last four uh, exclusives: uh, Gran Turismo Horizon, and then uh, Ratchet and Returnal were on top of each other. I would also not consider Returnal a big game. You know, Spider Man and Last Pac- of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> Weren't those? They're a month. Of, they're like a month. Of, or they're probably like what, like six weeks of separated. Okay. I don't know. I feel like they recently been liking to do that. They like to double down. So I think they like to release a little two pack within like a two, three month window and just kind of own a section. Yeah, maybe of, then. Like, I don't know. Well, I guess we're just going to have to find out. I, either way, August is a long time to wait, but it's good to hear something. You had to be fucking leaked by the voice actor, man. We can't get I, nobody on official word. And I didn't know this. Tony Todd is the guy who played like OG Candyman. I looked at the picture. Like I went to his Twitter to to see it and I didn't actually know that, that it was like him. Yeah. I mean, he has a Tony Todd. That sounds like an actor's name. It does. He's, a, he's an older guy too, but it's cool. I mean, excited for Do Spider-Man. Do you know what character too. he's playing? Yeah, Venom. Oh, okay. That's fun. Yeah, so he's going to be Venom. So yeah, I mean, it'll be cool. When we see it, it'll be great. I just hope that... I just hope that commercials in August, but like a big showcase is before August. However, if we're getting one at all, I'm happy. Like, Yeah, and, and also we don't know. I feel like Sony sometimes likes to use... Obviously, Sony and Jeff Keighley have a great relationship. And a lot of things I feel like have been unveiled at either the Game Awards or the new Summer Showcase that they're doing now, so... They might choose to partner up with him, save their, like, you know, big reveals there. Yeah, I agree. We're just going to have to find out. I, I wonder what the, I'm sure that when I, when this, when he said that on Twitter, though, like Insomniac, people probably came up to him and were like, bro, what are you doing? Fucking, yeah. Jim Ryan's like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, I'm sure. But so we've got, moving on, we've got new studios, as we seem to have every week. So, <laughs> I started to trim the fat a little bit with this, just just for the listeners okay. out there. I am no longer including the "we're making these excellent games with creative teams" kind of blurbs, unless it's something fantastic like the one we had last week. That was a standout. <laughs> unless we have a standout like that, I'm just omitting those because you know every studio basically says the same thing. They say we're formulating a great team, very creative. Come work for us. Cool. 
that's that's gonna be in everyone so i'm just choosing to not include that now i want one of them to be honest and be like we're gonna make a six out of ten live service game please stay invested that's the thing is you're never gonna get full (laughs) honesty from them like for uh, this isn't necessarily lying but so uh former need for speed leads which we actually heard about this before they formed the studio we heard about them leaving after Need for Speed Unbound, right? That was the new one? Yes. After Unbound Unbound came out. So Leeds left and they formed a new studio called Fuse Games. And in quotes, they are going to create a blockbuster spectacle. Okay. Now, I went through their website just because I wanted to see, first of all, a very snappy website. I really appreciated how nice the website looked and scrolled. It had like elements that would move as you're scrolling through the website. But... Every blurb on the website was just that kind of creative mumbo jumbo that I mentioned. The only information to kind of gather from the website is I went ahead and I checked who they're hiring for. And so right now they're hiring senior level, a development director, tech artist, character artist, lighting artist, UI artist, producer, and internal roles. So probably like most of the team, (laughs) right? So they probably don't, when they say create blockbuster spectacle, I don't know if they necessarily have anything in mind. I'm just curious if it would be another racing game or not a racing game. Yeah. And I feel like they kept it vague purposely because like you said, it doesn't seem like they know exactly what they're making, which is okay. Like that's totally fine too. I just, when I, you know, I think about the talent that they're gathering. And so of course I try to make, hypothesis kind of you know guesses of okay what are they going to be working on if they're going to do another racing game i mean wasn't dangerous driving made from like a team that split from criterion and that wasn't that special yeah dangerous driving was kind of mid to be honest everybody was excited because it was like the burnout like a you know spiritual successor but it didn't have licensed cars and that's a big no-no yeah i mean that and that's just like a huge money thing yeah, and that yeah, that's what happens when you start a like studio from the ground up. If you don't have the funding, then you can't pay for those licenses. You know, Bugatti's not going to let you fucking smash their shear on it into the side of the wall for three hundred three hundred miles per hour for free. And they might not let jacks. you. Yeah, they might not let you smash it at all. I mean, because certain cause certain remember covering like uh these are years ago now so it wouldn't have been on the current show but yeah toyota being like oh well they don't (laughs) want their cars and racing games because it portrays the wrong image like licensing is its own kind of hurdle but i mean you know a new studio is i want to say good yeah that's the thing is i want to say fun but not to be negative but i feel like since we're getting these announcements every week they're starting to worry me more than excite me because if you can form a ton of new studios, but until like these games come out, uh, it just seems like we're getting a gigantic pipeline of games that are starting, but not games that are like ending and releasing. You know, it's funny. Well, when I was just reading through, you know, you send us the notes about what that we're going to talk about on the show. And I was just and I had the same exact thought because the next story coming up is talking about a third studio being opened at, at this at creative assembly. And it's just like these studios and all these things are adding and they're making new games and new IP blockbuster spectacle, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, when is this generation going to start? Like when are like, I feel like the PS five generation is just kind of like, we've been like beta testing it for two three years, but we still are not really seeing the fruits of our labor. All these new studios you're saying, these people are starting from the ground up. These games are, I would be surprised if most of these games that we've talked about from these studios the last like few weeks, if they're even going to be PS5 games. 
Yeah. Like they may be like PS6 games at this point. It's 2023. Like, yeah, like you either have to, you have to operate. I, if you're starting now, you'd have to release in the next, I want to say four years to be like, mm-hmm. you're on PS5 safely. Now, like you were saying, where we are in this state where like, what, what are we even necessarily getting that is PS5? I was thinking about this when I was on the store and there's like that coming soon section where they have all the games that don't like have release dates. And I yeah. remembered of uh, Pragmata, which like I remember seeing and thinking, oh, that looks really cool. But then like we never heard anything else about it. And we were shown that like two or three years ago. At the, we were shown that at the PlayStation 5 reveal event in 2020. Yeah, so, yeah I don't I, Seeing new, new, new is exciting when things are being released. But new, new, new is not exciting when things just get delayed and nothing is coming out. Not, not nothing, but a reduced amount. At the yeah. moment, I'm I like Resident Evil Four. I'm really excited for, but at the moment, I'm still of the mindset that 2023, at least the first half, seems kind of lackluster in terms of what I was expecting the year to be. Yeah, um, I feel like I have to disagree with you there. I think I like this year so far in the beginning more than last year, but I will agree with you where it's like juxtaposed to all the remakes all the noise about new studios it just kind of feels like i'm gonna play remakes for like the next three four years and then maybe new games come in like five years agreed so i mean i mean while we're on the topic i mean we'll circle it in right with our next one and even the one after that right these are all kind of involved (laughs) so i wanted to bunch them together but so creative assembly uh is opening a third studio and they're currently working on an unannounced project so Creative Assembly North is based in Newcastle, UK and joins the developer's headquarters in Sussex, UK and its European studio in Sofia, Bulgaria. The new studio will work alongside the Sussex team on an unannounced project that will, in quotes, give players an unforgettable experience. Creative Assembly previously made Alien Isolation and the Total War series. Hyenas is currently being made uh, by the main Sussex studio, which is the sci-fi multiplayer FPS, which we kind of saw kind of just show up and disappear. It was like really colorful and has to do with like the heisting. I don't know if you remember that, but they kind of showed that quickly. And then we haven't heard much since then. And the Sofia studio in Bulgaria is also working on a new action project that's separate from the new title coming from the Sussex and Newcastle team. So in totality, they have Hyenas is currently being made. And then this new studio is making one unannounced title and the Sofia is making a different unannounced title. Now, the interesting thing I wanted to bring up with this is the fact that their quote says, give players an unforgettable experience. That sounds single player to me because mm-hmm. normally if it was multiplayer, I feel like they would be like, we're creating a world where players can form yada, yada, yada. But they make it sound like it's a single, like we're creating something special that you're going to play through and that's your experience. I think, yeah, I picked up on that too, where it's like, we're giving you something as opposed to go create it. Yeah. We're giving you our story. We're giving you, you know, an unforgettable experience as opposed to go out there with your friends and create the fun. And I'm a huge Alien Isolation fan. I'm a huge Alien fan in general, but Alien Isolation, I really, really enjoyed. I proudly have the Platinum. And if they made another one of these, I mean, I would be, I would be so, I would be so excited because if they have similar people working on it as they did on the first one, Alien Isolation has such an atmosphere, like such a unique and creative atmosphere that that on like a PS5 hardware, I could only imagine would be so insane. That would be awesome, honestly. And that's something cool. I know we were like 
that with the year being kind of like a remakes and like IP driven. But I feel like Aliens is different because Aliens is a cool IP where the game where that IP transitions to different types of games very like seamlessly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so, me and Joe were playing Aliens Fireteam Elite and obviously me and you played. I'm sure now we can all play it because it's three player, but you have that. And then we'll talk about it later in the show. But there's another Alien game coming out in summer. So there's definitely you can make money with the franchise if you have good games coming out that are different. And none of them are similar enough to each other to cannibalize each other. Yeah, and Alien is such like a it's it's a movie that gets replicated not not only by other movies, but I feel like games take aspects of Alien too. Like I feel like Dead Space has a lot of Alien in it. Oh yeah, I definitely I think so. It's just good stuff. And then I think that it I think that with it too, it's yeah, Alien is just really good. And I don't necessarily have I don't have a problem with remakes, but I was gonna say with IP driven stuff, I think it's fine because in some way it's still like new new to me remakes are also cool but it's just like less new the yeah the year feeling kind of odd to me like you're you're saying is just the fact of like it we've got extremely heavy hitter remakes but not like a heavy hitter that's like a new original game even if it's based on an ip you know yeah outside of hogwarts i think all the new ip games kind of have had soft releases even though they might have been reviewed well like wulong and atomic heart is you know atomic heart's kind of divisive but i think overall like semi-positive and um what was the other game wild hearts i feel like wild hearts is already dead yeah wild hearts came and went and reporting in liz has finished hogwarts and she thought it was fine (laughs) she thought the story was like okay yeah, that's kind of what the general consensus has been with behind that game. That's what also made me not motivated to play because for me, I care about story and the story just wasn't really like compelling. I mean, it's a it's a gorgeous game for sure. It's a fun world to explore. Yeah, definitely. So the so yeah, Creative Assembly is working on these new things, which is great. Now the other one kind of wrapping up this new studios kind of section of the show is Respawn, which you can see in the show notes, I have a very short thing written for it. <laughs> so it was a little bit disappointing to read. So Respawn Entertainment is opening a third studio. The new studio will be opening in Madison, Wisconsin, and will work alongside the existing studios in LA and Vancouver to assist on making Apex Legends the premier battle royale. So they're opening a new studio, but they're just assisting on Apex. So there's not really much to report there. Okay. Uh, where, what's like... Uh... What's the current situation with Apex? I mean, is I, it like I think is it dead or is it just quiet? I Do think people just, play it and like it and just like don't bother people. I think it's quiet. If I had to guess in my mind, I think of Apex and Rainbow Six as being kind of similar levels where it's like they're neither of them are the biggest game, but they're both massive. But the people that play them just have been playing them so long that like it's you don't hear about them much. They've been okay. around so long, like you don't hear about it, I think. Okay, just 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 wanted to gauge the temperature on that. I don't know. And also, if you're a listener out there and you play Apex, let me know. What, yeah, what's up? That's true. Yeah, as a community, is it in a positive place? Is it in a negative place? Yeah, I'm curious. I I I don't. Yeah, I don't hear that many people talking about it. But it's like, okay, they're opening a new studio to support that. That's cool. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. And then moving on from there, we saw that, and I like this just because. But this brings up another question. So Far Cry Five has gotten a 60 frames a second kind of updated next-gen patch to coincide with its fifth anniversary. This is really great 
But another thing that it made me think of is when are we getting that Fallout 4 patch? I would, yeah, I want to play that again. Because I know they... For some reason, I don't know they, why. Yeah, they announced that they're going to do a uh, next-gen, you know, like, skew of Fallout 4 with, like, you know, of course, that would mean a new trophy list and all that kind of stuff in 60 frames. So I'm interested in that, too. But Far Cry 5, I mean, great. I don't think that there is, there's, there's no negative to them adding in smoothing out performance of these games and far cry 5 i actually finished not that long ago and so i enjoyed it and now it just means that when i'm finishing up the platinum that i'll be able to play it at 60 frames so that's nice i actually didn't even notice that it wasn't 60 like it doesn't look bad yeah i didn't notice it while playing it but i also played it on ps4 so that's before i was switched on the 60 frames per second train some games you can notice it like when you boot up evil west you know it immediately you got to go straight (laughs) to them settings and change something you're like this is fucked up yeah for sure yeah no that's cool that far cry 5 is getting that patch is it a ps5 version or is it just a patch i want the playstation 4 app i think it's just a patch okay now I could be wrong, but I think it's just a patch. I think that if it was a new like version, they would try to sell it. I think they would try to sell it. And I think it would be like a more substantial thing. Okay. Now, yeah, that makes more sense. If I if I am wrong, you know that's fine. You can write in and correct me, and we'll read the correction on the show live on the air. You can got them, but at the moment, I think it's just a patch. Okay. Um, and then we so I recently finished Horizon. And so we were saddened to hear this. Me and Joel were just hanging out and we saw that uh, Lance Reddick has passed away. He passed away at 60, which sucks. And I didn't know, like, when I was playing Horizon, I was like, I'm pretty sure that Silence is Lance Reddick, but I didn't know for sure. And then now I'm learning, like, okay, he was in Horizon. He was also in Destiny as Zavala. And if you've been seeing online, there have been, I've been seeing people just like, being in the hub world of destiny, like gathering around Zavala to like mm-hmm. pay tribute. So people are doing that. And, you know, Lance Reddick is also known for his roles in TV and film. He was in the wire on HBO. He was also in John wick and he was also in the resident evil show. If we remember, he played <laughs> Wesker, but okay. another thing too, which uh, an interesting like tidbit of information to kind of just come out recently is that, it has kind of been confirmed that he's finished his last work and he does voice Hellboy in the new Hellboy game. That's the one that's like a super stylized, right? Yeah. And so Hellboy web of words. So he's finished his, uh, the team I think came out so that he was able to finish his work on the character, like as kind of his final role. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's bittersweet obviously, but that's cool that he was able, he's at least, you know, going to have one more project to go out. But um, yeah, it was sad. Definitely a little young. 60s, a little young for like a modern society, I feel like. Yeah, no, I agree. And then I think, you know, obviously, um, I hope that his family is doing well and the loved ones are all doing good. I think that I thought I thought I saw something that was like he was just, you know, I think it was like of natural causes or just kind of in his home. And he was like mm-hmm. just chilling, playing video games the night before. So he was, you know, uh, just stinks to see. I don't know. I haven't played Forbidden West yet, but I wonder if Silence was a character that is supposed to be in the third horizon. I wonder, yeah, too. That might that might throw things a loop there, but I, that, I think that's an easy fix. You just get somebody that kind of sounds similar or does an imitation. Yeah, or you just write the character out or something, but either way, sad to see. Um, R.I.P.? Yeah, rest in peace for sure. And then... 
Moving on to Witcher Project Sirius. Back to the drawing board. I actually, when I saw this as a headline, I didn't remember <laughs> off the top of my head which project this was. Well, they, yeah, they fucking announced a hundred. Just curious. I it's, didn't. This is is Project Sirius the new Witcher game? That's that with Geralt, right? I I don't know. So like, I thought that's this one's that because I know they're doing a remake and then they're making like a proper Witcher four. I thought that this is what this is. I think that the. I don't think this is The Witcher 4. I think this is a different... So... Spin-off. Yeah, so Project Series, this is the one that is being handled by um, the studio. I believe they are called... Is it the one in Molasses Austin, Texas? Flood? Molasses Flood is the ones that are working on this specific project. Okay. Now, codename Project Sirius. I think CD Project Red came up in like a investor kind of call with... The expenses on this game have been like ballooning. And so they're trying to kind of keep it in control. So when they say back to the drawing board, they're like reevaluating the scope of the game and like what it will be. So I would imagine when I hear that, I think, okay, we're now going to get this later than expected, right? Because they're probably going to have to go back and do some fundamental stuff. So that's going to take a while. But then also, it sounds like they are going to target like a bigger audience and that this will be a single and multiplayer game <sighs> is what I saw. So live service, I think. Yikes. I mean, it could work. It could work as like an MMO. That could be fun. That could be interesting. A Witcher MMO, but immediate reaction to it possibly being multiplayer, especially with the Witcher series is like, what the fuck can you do multiplayer with this? So just, just confirming <laughs> Just uh, for for <laughs> for people curious, because no, I, I I personally think it's confusing. Like I understand you have your internal project codes, but once you come out, you should probably just like, okay, this is Witcher Four, this is this, this is right. So, just to confirm, this would not be the new Witcher game with Geralt. This is just a story set in the Witcher universe. Okay. So this is not That's the right. remake and not the new Witcher. This is the kind of like spinoff. I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm using, you know, quotes in air quotes because they didn't say spinoff, but it's just a different story. But yeah, back to the drawing board. Um, I don't know. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's not one of the other two. Yeah, because the other two sound more, more interesting. Like I am so fu- I'm excited to play the Witcher one and like the new remake again another remake but it does seem substantial and also with some of these remakes i have not played these games so it's really my first time playing them like resident evil 4 it's going to be my first time the new witcher remake when it comes out that's going to be my first time so it's exciting yeah i agree like witcher for me too i think there there are certain games that they're remakes but like they're so far in the past that they just feel completely brand new Dead Space mm-hmm. is one that we were intimate with. And even though I haven't finished Resident Evil 4, I know the first half of that game like the back of my hand. But I'm still insanely excited to play it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, Project Series, it sucks out here that it's not going well. But if it was going to be one of the three projects, that this is the one that probably people care about the least. Yeah, I agree. It's that we'll see what the multiplayer scale is but i mean suicide squad and also like kind of back to the drawing board a little bit right? basically they right with the indefinite yeah they haven't even they haven't publicly said it's delayed yet but we know that in an investor call it was said that it would be delayed but we don't know when that would come out until and, and i i think it can be safely assumed that that was because they showed it and people were like i don't like this i mean that's basically what it looks like but 
I, what happens if like they, they actually end up releasing it in May? Because they haven't, like you said, publicly addressed it. But if they just like push it out, they're like, well, you know what? We can't fucking fix it anyways. Let's just fucking send it out to die. I think if they push it out without saying anything, it will not sell very well. Because I think the public I, opinion I is already that it's delayed. Norm- yeah, but the thing is, the normies don't know about that shit. Like Gotham Knights sold well just because it has Batman characters. I think that like, I th- people will buy this game because it has fucking Harley Quinn. I think that people will still buy it. However, I think that Gotham Knights was that first swing of like you get the casuals coming back and being like, oh, it's a new Arkham game, but it's not. And so I think that anyone who played that and was like, I'm not a huge fan, probably won't buy this too because they already found out that that wasn't really an Arkham game and this isn't really an Arkham game. And I also think that a game in the Batman universe probably would demand more people than just like a Justice League or Suicide Squad thing. Yeah, you're right. But it's funny looking back at it now, it seems like Gotham Knights is more of an Arkham game than Suicide Squad. But Suicide Squad is technically the one that is in the Arkham universe. Exactly. It's weird how that played out. It is weird. And that's that's what I'm, I think that I think that most of the people that bought Gotham Knights were like, this is an Arkham game. But yeah. It wasn't maybe necessarily what they wanted. And then, yeah, Batman is just Batman gets a lot of attention. He's like the one in DC that people will be like, oh, it's Batman. All right, no question. But Suicide Squad, uh, I mean, maybe. Justice League, uh, maybe. Is Batman in it? You know, like, so. I want to play Gotham Knights. I have never, I literally never even booted it up. It's cool. I I mean, I would play it in co-op. I think it'd be a lot of fun if we did that, yeah. honestly. Yeah, so may- maybe that might be something we get into because I I do want to I want to play it now just with uh, with Suicide Squad being so interesting with its release it's coming in kind of hot it seems like so just to compare the two yeah I th- I think it would be good I mean it it's fun to play and it looks really good like it's thirty frames but visually it does look really good yeah I mean that was one of the things they did say that was really good that the city looked very well in the game, right? Yeah. Or no, people were saying the opposite. They are saying like, Arkham Knight looks better, right? I think that there are certain aspects like the for, like the visual fidelity of Gotham Knights is very good, but like density is not very high. Like there's not a lot of people on the roads and the motorcycle is like laughable how slow it goes. Like they just put a graphic <laughs> on the edge of the screen that looks like wind is going by, but you know, you're not, you're going like 35 miles an hour tops on that shit. Damn. But it would be a fun co-op game. That's the thing. You know, when you, but that's, that's the thing that I think, I would like these studios to also understand when people are like, yo, it's a fun multiplayer year. It's a fun co-op game. That means it's not a very good game. Cause if you're like, it's a fun, this kind of game, it's like, I'm gonna have fun with my friends, but like on its own, it's not that great. That's yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, I get what you're saying. Like borderlands too. You're not like, it's a great co-op game. It's just a great game. I was thinking Borderlands also too. That's why I was like hesitant. I was thinking like, how do I feel about Borderlands? I'm like, but no, Borderlands I played by myself. Like I yeah. had a great time. I played Borderlands by myself too. So that's what I'm saying. Where like, if you're like, it's a good co-op game. Well, you shouldn't aim for that. Yeah, but I mean, you should just aim to be yeah. a great game that has that option. co-op elements. Yeah, this is also making me think of a lot about uh, Redfall recently because that had a whole like little preview cycle going out about it and. That game, it looks like it's trying to be like a Borderlands type of game. So that's why I I was just thinking about like that. It seems like. I wonder if co-op will make a comeback in the sense that live service isn't working out. Maybe they would realize maybe we can make it small scale 
co-op and just more like linear like borderlands was where it's like you have these cool skills we'll have traditional expansions but maybe not the always evergreen content like you'll come back to this well i mean the rumor too at the moment is that factions is co-op yeah i mean i I think that that would be awesome like if last of us of like the factions last of us like multiplayer game if it has like an actual story behind it that'd be really cool yeah i agree and i think co-op could work Co-op could work really well in factions, even if like if you come across other players, but it's only like a group of two or three. I mean, that would work out nicely. Kill them, steal their stuff. Like that would make sense in the universe too. Or what about some like journey type shit where you go in a world randomly, you gotta work together and you don't know who the person is. That that sounds great as a mode, but not as the whole game. Yeah, maybe not the whole game, but I like I think that can be kind of like innovative, I feel like. Yeah, that could be good. That could be innovative, just like Stray, you know? Oh, my God. Innovative game of the year. Come on. Come on. I'm a game designer. Let's Let's talk about what's really innovative. All right, Lego. (laughs) So innovative. Lego uh, team is teaming up with 2K, and they're going to be revealing a new racing game tomorrow on March 23rd from when we are recording this. Now, I mean, a new racing game or a new Lego racing game is cool, but the like kind of more so the interesting thing of why I have this in here is we know that Lego did the Skywalker saga and then has been kind of out of rhythm for what their normal pace is. And I, this, I mean, this must be why, because now they're going to be teaming up with 2K. So I think it's cool. I like 2K. I feel like 2K releases good stuff. They're a good publisher. They make, they don't make like the standard mill games. They try, they try to make good single player stuff. Yeah. So of the two racing games that I heard about this week, this one looks a little bit better. It's this one. And then there's that Disney cart racer. It interests me a little bit though. I'm not going to lie. But if you had to pay for one, because the Disney one I would ain't pay free. for the Lego one. Yeah, I pay for the Lego one. So th- I would prefer to be honest. I would prefer it to be paid. I don't like cart racer recently. Uh, just got released on consoles and it's a free kart racing game or it's like kart racer pro some shit like that i don't even know the name that's how disinterested i am when i saw free i'm like fuck like i gotta pay i gotta pay some sort of like five dollars three different ways to get everything i want and just like i'd rather just pay a flat fee up front and just have a game all right so while you know what since you're saying that let's go ahead and just let's just rope it in uh let's (laughs) just bring it in forward here so crash rumble is releasing in june but there's also going to be a closed beta in April. I'm bringing this up because this is a multiplayer game that would be lovely if it was free, but it's not. It is 30, but not only is it 30, there will be a premium battle pass and there's a closed off closed beta. So I'm bringing this up with what you're saying to say that it sucks that not only is that the case with free games where, you know, you got to, oh, I got to pay this to get these wheels and pay this to get that. But it's like, even now you have something like Crash where it's like, you're going to, you're going to pay, but they're going to, they're telling you up front they're going to try to juice you anyway right after you get in. Yeah, that's... The crash news is ridiculous. The fact that the beta is not fucking open. Yeah, I agree. Like, I totally what agree. What are you doing? Even, the, it's a, even Diablo recently, right, where they did their open, in quotes, beta, because it's not open. You have to get something at fucking Kentucky Fried Chicken. I think it was technically closed last week, and this week, actually, what they did was stupid. They released their open beta on the day Resident Evil 4 is released. So oh, this okay. weekend, I think it's open for everybody, but nobody's going to be playing that. And on the store, it said open even when it was closed, but you did have to get a KFC code. Yeah, you had to get the KFC code or pre-ordered again. But with Diablo, the thing is, is, I understand it a little more. I don't inherently have a problem with a closed beta, 
But I think that like Crash Rumble, like you, you're not, you don't have that closed beta cache. Yeah, like I don't. Yeah, nobody is waiting <laughs> for for fucking Crash Rumble. Like Diablo is different. Diablo three came out. I mean, what, like ten years ago now? I think yeah, it's like more than ten years. It's been like I think it's going to be thirteen years yeah, or something crazy so, like that. I think it came out twenty eleven, so maybe twelve. It's been a hot yeah, minute. Yeah, Diablo, Diablo makes sense where they're like itching, they're waiting for a Crash Rumble. I mean, I don't even know what it, who the fuck are you. I don't even know what it really is, <laughs> but I will say that seeing closed beta in April, I felt personally attacked, and seeing in the pre order bonuses like oh you know premium battle pass tiers. Get the fuck out of here. You think I'm going to be that's, logging off to Crash Rumble every day? That's what I'm saying. Like these games, like I don't know what the fuck is going on with people where they expect your whole life to be dedicated to a game. This is, it looks like Fall Guys. Crash Rumble. Crash Rumble is a two to three hour session with the boys and that's it. Crash Rumbles is potentially a PlayStation classic in three years. Three. Yeah. A PlayStation Plus classic. My bad. Surpre- PS Plus classic. I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll. Uh, well, no. Come sooner. I was going to say, who knows, maybe it'll launch on Plus, but I feel like I the trend that I've seen is when something launches on Plus, you don't get a price or a date before you know when it's like launching. Like they they like headline with... Exactly. Or, or forward with what's going to be on this subscription service, whether Game Pass or Plus. Yeah. Not like pricing and shit like that. I agree. I mean... It sucks, but I mean, all these multiplayer games suck. There was a, a game that was released this week on the PlayStation Store, Detective Inc., which it does look interesting, uh, but it was 20 bucks. See, but look, that's what I'm saying. It's called Deceive Inc. Is that Deceiving forgettable? Inc. It's like, whatever. What is this? You know, it's crazy because I saw that too, and it's Tripwire, and Tripwire is good. Wait, can I wait? Let me put a pause in this because this might sound like we might sound like cheap bitches. Me and Mark are in the, like, in the camp of like buy your games at full price. And stuff like that. We don't want everything to be free, but for multiplayer and trying to earn an audience, you have to be free. Unless you're a big, big IP like Call of Duty. I would I would agree that you have to be you would have to be free unless there is something promising that there's a couple of ways you can go about it. You're either free and you've got a battle pass and you're trying to charge us for every dollar we have, or you have a paid price to get in, but once we get in, things need to be uh, all unlockable or relatively whatever but deceive inc while it's only 20 you immediately see from the store page 20 and then you scroll down and you see like the in-game currency you can buy that's, and that's annoying yeah that's a no-no it's like do you want me to spend 20 like like you want me to pay 20 up front and then like Sight the game's gonna be dead it's gonna be dead in a month and i'm gonna be fucked and I bought your stupid fucking currency and now it's going to be worthless because this game in this universe is not going to exist in 2024. It's also a game that I think is kind of destined to fail because I don't think it's getting reviewed anywhere. But I also yeah, know... Yeah, nobody's talking about it. I also don't think people... I don't know exactly why, but I guess it would be that, you know, the there was that head guy from Tripwire that got in hot water. So I would assume oh, that people yeah. are just like, well, we're just not going to cover it, which that their choice to do that i'm making no comment on that that is to each their own on what to cover and what not to cover but it leaves the game in an awful state of like nobody knows about the game anyway like i i I guess same as you like i saw i was like oh the art looks interesting let me click into it and look at some pictures okay this looks like 
something that I might try if it was free, not because we were cheap, but because it's like, I mean, I'm not going to buy something that is not reviewed and I have no clue what it is. And then knowing that mm-hmm. I'm going to, they're going to want me to pay more once I'm already in the door. Yeah, no, that was, that's a big no, no. And I also picked a horrendous week. Everybody's talking about Resident Evil 4. It's like, nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah. Dece- what is deceiving? Deceive Inc. Deceiving. And I also, it's, it has the same exact name as a PlayStation uh, Plus game from like a few years back or a year or two back. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, like it was like Detective Inc. I think. Yeah, it's just not, it's just not good timing all around for it. But I know something that we talked about at the top of the show is that you're saying that summer might be a good time to kind of dwindle down and like pick up on some other stuff. June is looking fucking slammed because at the moment, cool. June is Diablo 4. Street Fighter 6. And then just from this show, we know Crash Rumble is in June. We're also going to talk Aliens Dark Descent, which is a strategy kind of like over-the-top game. That's also releasing in June. But those are just off the top of my head. But I know there's other stuff also coming in June. Like June is, I know, packed. I think so far, like the most packed month of the year. Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 16 is also June. You see what I'm saying? So I'm like, June, it has a lot. Yeah. You're you're right, but I feel like it doesn't a lot have of those the ones games we don't want. necessarily. It does, yeah, it doesn't really target me. I mean, if Diablo, I mean, I would always we always talk about like wanting to get into Diablo. You know, you want to try it out, but but I mean, if it's an open beta and we're not downloading it, I mean, yeah, what are you gonna do? You know, yeah, what are you gonna do? do? So much, but you can't be released <laughs> in the same week as Resident Evil Four. Yeah, and then if I work at a games company, yeah, uh, Final Fantasy 16, June 22nd, by the way. Um, but yeah, if I'm working at a game company, it's like Resident Evil 4 is released that week. It's like, I'm not going to fucking talk about anything with my game because nobody's going to pay attention. Yeah. This game's currently sitting at a 93 on Metacritic right now. This is the only thing people want to talk about. Yeah, I, I, I'm extremely excited to play it. I've got it preloaded on my system. I'm ready to go. I've got my... Now, see, this is a... Uh... A situation where I don't have any issue pre-ordering it because the reviews mm-hmm. came out a week early, ten and other extremely high Super reviews. Co- a lot of confidence. Love that. I am fine with the pre-order bonus if your reviews come out timely for it to make any kind of sense. Like now, I'm like, oh, cool. I have like the gold cache case and the handgun ammo charm. I don't need it, but if the game is fantastic, I don't mind having it. Exactly, and it doesn't really affect anything that that is i mean yeah that's true but um so you want to get back into these june games we had to talk about alien dark descent yeah i mean alien dark descent is just yes it's another one that they've confirmed is releasing in june i remember the trailer for this game looking extremely sick but then it did that kind of you know switcheroo where you see that it's over the top you're like like a dead nation kind of game right kind of and honestly just because it's aliens i'd probably give it a shot but mm-hmm. that one does release in June and you know, good for aliens. I mean, keep it keeping I I really want that game that Creative Assembly is making to be another aliens game. Yeah, I mean more like we said, aliens is a great IP that goes into many different genres. So yeah, the more aliens the better. And survival horror seems to be making a comeback this generation. Yeah, I think that if they I think, yeah, they just got to treat it properly. And then the first one just got shafted. It got reviews that were like unnecessary. That was a weird game. I w- there needs to be like a, there, I don't know if there is, but maybe we can make it ourselves. There needs to be like a YouTube like video essay about like how that game got fucked. 
Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm sure if it's not already out there, yeah, it could definitely be interesting. It's always fun to break down certain like phenomena like that and see like, okay, well like why, why did it happen that way? Because mm-hmm. that five, five point yeah. nine is brutal. McCaffrey took it back. I know, I know. He said that he took it back, <laughs> but the five point nine exists in people's minds. That was uh, that made that game dead out of rival. I remember seeing that, and I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "What the fuck happened?" What? I thought this game was going to be great. It's crazy because it's not that I'm saying numbers are important, but now that we are on a basis where we don't even have the decimal system, if I was to see like a five, I'm. I probably I just wouldn't play it. Yeah, or even I would if it's a six, it's like even if it's a six, I'm probably not playing it now. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, at maybe least I'm not <laughs> buying it. I'll say that <laughs> you're not buying it. Definitely, maybe a seven. I think seven's the lowest I'd buy. Yeah, seven is where okay, I, Dead Island Two is a seven. I'm buying it. Dead Island Two, I think, might actually be an exception of if that shit was like a five, I'd buy it. <laughs> So I might be full of shit. Actually, shout out to Dan Buster for releasing on the PlayStation YouTube channel today the cinematic intro for Dead Island 2. Shit looks kind of mm-hmm. good. Now, I know it's just a cinematic intro, but like, I it looks it doesn't look awful. Dead Island, I feel like, is a game that might be like it could be you can get fives, you can get 6.5. Y'all can hate it, but I feel like we're going to love it here on, on Go for Bros. Here's what I'm saying. If the trophies work, it's better than Dying Light 2. <laughs> and it's better than the original. <laughs> yeah, that's true also. Not the that original Dying Light, but the original Dead Island. The original Dead Island, yeah. Dying Light 1 is an excellent game. You saw that they're putting the Dead Island... Uh, do you have the PS4 versions of Dead Island and Riptide? Uh, I do have the PS... No, actually, I don't have either, I don't think. They're like three bucks, and I was like, "Should I pull the trigger?" But I'm like, "I'm gonna get the second one." You, like, in like I mean, a month. we could all play it. <laughs> all right, now we're tempting too much. All right, all right we just gotta. Yeah, we're tempting too much. Relax. I'm trying to get the second one. I told you I get the second one if it get reviews. Well. Yeah, we just gotta be patient. That's true. You're right. You just gotta be patient. <laughs> yeah, just just gotta make patient. it to Friday and get to Resident Evil Four. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna buy this shit. We ain't gonna play it because we got Resident Evil. I mean, I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm talking about how I'm on Yakuza Zero, and I know I'm gonna buy uh, like a Dragon Ishii. I'm not gonna get to it until like fucking 2029. <laughs> I'll probably 100 one Yakuza every two years. I mean, yeah, those are, those are fucking dense games. So, but if it's a good game, I'll buy it. I don't mind supporting it. I don't mind supporting good games either. Yeah. I love support. That's what I was saying earlier. We, we buy games. I'm not opposed. I don't want everything to be free on a subscription because I've seen how that's played out with movies and I don't want movies to, I don't want games to become how movies are just kind of like in like a lull right now. Nothing like great comes out. Everything is like okay and i don't want games to get to that point so basically you heard it here first we will be pre-ordering the deluxe edition of crash rumble because <laughs> we support games here are there are before we uh kind of wrap things up are there any more writing inquiries or did you get them all i have two more left one we basically covered it was a uh, my boy manga manga city 435 was just writing about like our excitement level for resident evil 4 remake i feel like we've covered that yeah the only thing that he added on here that was a, a quite an interesting thing that I didn't think about, um, it's a game that he asked, is it going to become an instant classic again? Because the first game was obviously an instant classic. Will this remake have the same residence as the original? I don't... And I was like... Go ahead. I don't know. I don't think... I was going to say... Uh, you go. <laughs> I don't, you go. I don't think that... I feel like... I feel like these remakes kind of can't. 
Like, no matter how great they are, I don't think that they can be like they rise up again. You know what I mean? Like, Dead Space is fantastic, but I didn't feel like Dead Space. Like, I don't hear people talking about Dead Space, even though I know it's fantastic and people played it. It's because it's not new. It sold well. No, that's what I'm saying. Where like it'll sell well and people will love it, but it's not going to be like a new surge in discussion because like we've known about Dead Space for a decade. So we've known about Resident Evil 4 for 18 years. Like, it's going to be great, but. But the thing is, I don't know about Resident Evil 4. That's true. So, so I think there's a lot of people like me that there's people even younger than me that are gaming. If you're fucking in high school now, you didn't play fucking Resident Evil 4. You were like barely born. That's true. But are they even interested in something like this? I don't know. Yeah, I talked to Justin, and the way everybody's different. That's I'm not going to base everybody off my younger brother That's Justin, true. who's like 18. But they just really folk. He's also PC built. He's built different. But um, he's, yeah, he, he's an Apex he, fan. He's not an Apex fan. He likes he likes like Sunda. He likes Rust. He's a big Rust guy. Rust, League of Legends, and like Valorant? like Valorant. Yeah, he plays Valorant. Yeah, Val- he's a PC guy. He's fucking super PC. I didn't even realize that my brother's a fucking PC master race dork. Yeah, but I mean, even historically, survival horror games they sell more now than they used to, but they used to not sell that much. So it already appealed to a smaller audience, and then yeah. I don't have younger brothers, but it's interesting to hear. Yeah, like what do they like? It, what is is Jaden have any interest in something like this? He plays on the Xbox Series S, so he's you know, yeah, yeah. he's lost. Yeah, he, he's lost right now. But he he's playing uh, Need for Speed Unbound and FIFA. He's he's one of them kids. Nobody nobody has the same passion for gaming that I have, and it's a little disappointing. Well, I think I have the same passion. Well, I mean, I mean, I my know, brother. I, no, I mean, saying. I know you. I know we do. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited to hear what you think about Resident Evil Four. Obviously, the remake will be sick. But I, like I said, since it's like, like Resident Evil Two, I didn't know anything about when I went into it. Resident Evil Four is different. I like nothing is really yeah. gonna. I don't think unless they change some stuff. I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna be like blindsided with any surprises. Yeah, I think. I think yeah, Resident Evil Four is going to be like brand new. The whole Resident Evil genre, like our oh, game yeah, that's true too. series, I just started playing them on the PlayStation Four generation. I skipped them out. I didn't play anything on PlayStation Three because that's kind of when Resident Evil went to shit with Five and Six. Yeah, five is where I started. Like in my mind, for the longest time, I was like, "Oh, Resident Evil is like that ass like video game series that was good." But then now, as I've gotten older, I've replayed them. Seven, I think you know gave life to the series again being first person changing it up and i thought it was just really good and like the atmosphere was great there so then from there on i've been playing all these remakes and i platinum platinum 7 re2 remake re3 remake they didn't platinum village uh platinum resident evil 4 if it's not fucking ridiculous if there's no like action if there's no what's that side mode that they have mercenary survivor mercenary if there's no mercenary bullshit then i'll probably platinum it that's what deters me from village i don't think there is one so yeah hopefully but um but yeah that's a, that's where i'm at with resident evil 4 i'm excited it's it's a new game to me yeah i'm excited too and then um i have one one final inquiry here one final inquiry from our boy sony pony 64 and he writes hello let's get straight to it arcane recently admitted to canceling a ps5 version of redfall doesn't this point out the point out xbox's hypocrisies their idea of they want people to play games everywhere, this is, just doesn't really make any sense if they are canceling versions of the game that were supposed to be on different hardware. 
I mean, yeah, I, I, Xbox wants it to be exclusive. That's interesting <laughs> that they canceled a version of it. I mean, I, it's also interesting that they admitted that they made a PS. There, they was a PS5 version. I like, I, I like Arcane too, especially after Deathloop. I, I mm-hmm. really, really enjoyed Deathloop. So, yeah, I mean, of course they. I mean, it's hypocritical, sure, but like they're when you're dealing with corporate talk and people who are media trained they're always going to be trying to tell you something that like you want to hear even when that's not necessarily the case and i feel like with xbox yeah for sure they're going to be like no we want it everywhere but no they don't they want to win they don't want to they don't want to be in a boardroom showing that they're the bottom 30 percent on a pie chart yeah i mean also when i buy you and when i own you you do what i say i don't want that shit on the competitor system that shit ain't gonna be there and that's kind of just yeah that's kind of the nature of them buying it and i i feel like this shows uh microsoft's true intentions like eventually if if microsoft can shut off the valve with bethesda they're definitely going to try to do it with eventually with call of duty i don't think it can ever happen just because it's it's such a massive franchise and like a lot of the fan base is on playstation but i feel like it kind of I guess this probably raised a lot of fears for PlayStation gamers because they're like, like I just said, they, they did this with this game company, they can do it with others. But then they play nice in some weird aspects with the PlayStation 5 version of Fallout 4. So I don't know. I don't know what the fuck Microsoft wants to but do. But we don't know where that PlayStation version is. We don't know where that version now, is. I was, was going to say that to, thinking about like, and it's not on Xbox, if that's something you were going to ask. It just isn't out. On, okay yeah. that's what i was gonna ask because the way you said that i was like is it out no, on no, it's not out on either but so with them like playing nice and kind of being double-sided you know with the whole debacle going on with like activision and xbox we have to wear our tinfoil hats and just see like okay what's gonna happen but when they talk about like hey our goal is not to take games away from everyone i could see a situation where they're like well i mean it's on pc and nintendo call of duty's not on playstation but we have it on nintendo and you'd be like nobody fucking wants it on nintendo yeah, and if you're like, if you're not servicing the biggest like console gaming audience, that seems like a pretty decent amount of gamers, if you ask me, Phil Spencer. Yeah, fucking, can you do some math? But I mean, he can do math. He could do the math and see that they're not making what they <laughs> want to be making. I mean, yeah, that's true. The the reports about Game Pass have not been as good as people thought it was going to be. You know. So with the arcane thing, I think it's interesting. I think it sucks. I mean, I. A lot of the studios that Bethesda owns, I really like. And so not getting any of them does suck. Like, I like, even though uh, the, you know, main guy did leave or is going to leave Tango, still sucks. But Tango, Machine Games, you know, like, we're just not going to get their stuff. And that stinks. Arcane, Arcane, you know, there's two studios there. And then Bethesda's Bethesda games, game studios yeah. prop, you know. It does suck because I think, but I was thinking about that because I was, I wanted, I was like, where's that Fallout 4 PS5 version of it? Because I kind of haven't played a Bethesda game in a while and they have a special, their open worlds are different. It's very like, like uh, interactable. And I do hope that Starfield's good. I know we are a PlayStation podcast and we like to poke fun, but I do hope Starfield's good. Yeah. Okay, so I have a reason to turn on my Series S and I kind of do miss that Bethesda games spirit energy. Like they have, there's a certain like, their games they kind of have a little bit more humor they're one of the you know i feel like games have been like going away from trying to be funny just because that can get you in the hot water like but like bethesda usually has a great like sense of humor atmosphere and all that stuff and i don't i mean this is not a way to justify the reports that it's running at 30 frames per second apparently 
but on console. But I get they're not, and they're. I don't look to them for like combat. So as long as the game is like fun and like the world's like fun, and I just want to hang out and explore, kind of like Hogwarts Legacy, where it's like the reason that game is doing well and people are falling in love with it is because the world and you're just exploring. It doesn't need to be the core narrative, but a studio like Arcane has great core narratives, and we're also not going to be able to play this. I'd say yeah, just if you want some of that fix too, we know that Outer World Spacer's Choice came out recently, but don't mm-hmm. play or I would not recommend that new version of it. I would just recommend you play the last generation version of it. So I, I've been playing that outer worlds on like the PS4 version. And I mean, it's, it's made by obsidian. So it's got that, it's got that Bethesda RPG feel to it. And it actually is really funny. So I mean, you can always play that in the meantime. It is good. That's true. I didn't think about that, but yeah. But yeah, play the last gen version. If you play the new one, the new one apparently has a lot of like performance issues. It doesn't run very well. It also doesn't really look the best. So just save your cash. And I also think it just has like a weird uh, monetary scheme to it almost where if you want to upgrade your... Like, for example, we own Outer Worlds digitally. However, if you want to upgrade at a discounted cost, so still not for free, but at a discounted cost, you have to also own all the expansions too, which I feel like is kind of shady. Kind of shady. I'm like, yeah, if, if you're not going to... Let me pay $10, $20, I get PS5 and all the expansions. Yes, it should just be like that. Like, I understand you're paying a little bit because now you're getting all the expansions, but it shouldn't be, oh, well, I have the game and all the expansions and now it's just discounted. And it doesn't Or give me the core game on PS5. I don't want the expansions. Yeah, give the core game and then maybe we'll decide if we want the expansions. But anyway, if you're going to play Outer Worlds for now, play the old one. Don't play the new version. Yeah. Just yeah, you're gonna be living in uh, Jim Ryan's fear of Xbox sabotaging games on PlayStation with the Outer Worlds PS5 version. Yeah, that's true. But appreciate uh, everyone writing in. Feel free to continue to write in on our socials or on Discord. The Go for Bronze podcast is a production of Go for Bronze LLC, copyright 2022. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so via email at goforbronze.mail at gmail.com. Stolen my dreams. You can check out our YouTube channel at Go for Bronze, Twitch at Go for Bronze Pod, Instagram at Go for Bronze Pod, and Twitter at Go for Bronze Pod. Till next time, this is the Big Dog.